On the 167th episode of the Fantasy Lens Podcast, we look back at some big injuries in week four, discuss some of the top games in week five, talk about players that we might be ready to jump ship on, and of course, bring you our boys of the week. Let's start the show. Welcome to Fantasy Lens, and what a week of football it was off the field. It was just like a full a full week of crazy news. Just everyone was getting COVID, and then no one's getting COVID, false positives, the Saints almost screwed up everyone. And then only Cam Newton's getting COVID, and it's, it's COVID. It almost doomsday. It got close to doomsday. Oh, uh, we were very close to that. Everyone was worried. I mean, look, fantasy football obviously comes last, but... Um, People, well, people uh, well, I mean, like, to, you know, it's a real life and everything, but... Okay, this is obviously not a real life podcast. It was, um, it was definitely, well, like... No, I mean, not, not last to everything. No, 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 but I mean, like... Or in the fantasy football. But I'm just saying, like... like the Giants and the Jets. But, like, you know... Keeping up the Kardashians' final season. Fantasy owners, or uh, fantasy, like, league uh, commissioners were scrambling across the nation, uh, trying to figure out what to do in case, you know? But uh, it all turned out well, so crisis currently averted. So, yeah, yeah. The the Titans have actually like tested negative for, I think, almost two days. So one more day, and they they'll officially officially be allowed back. Yeah, that's all the latest reports where they're hope they'll be allowed back tomorrow. So, AKA Wednesday. There you go. A.K. Wednesday, sorry. So, you know, cross your fingers if that happens, because that's the biggest hurdle, right? Did he give up Did another he give another home run? Yeah, yeah let's not do yeah. this. Yeah, no, yeah no. please, turn, turn it off, John. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, because you don't want to, like, you don't want to react every time Jay Happ screws up, because he's a bad pitcher. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so and then the Cam Newton thing was kind of weird, because you, he didn't, like, that was in the middle of the week, so he didn't interact with anybody. Like, what? How did that happen? How did the the Patriots um, become so successful at quarantining COVID? It's Do the Belichick they way. Still have uh, Tom Brady's trainer up there. What's his name? Guerrero. Yeah. Oh well, that's that could be true. Maybe. No, the, Belichick hated him. Oh, so maybe they went away from him. And Belichick's got his own system that's like working. Mm-hmm. Or Guerrero oh, yeah. co- put COVID into Cam. Poor Tom Brady. Tom Brady was like too, too many good stories about Cam. I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn it up this week. I'm gonna need you to push, pump him down a little bit. He's just like he just blew like a poison dart full of COVID. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A poison yeah, dart full of COVID. Yeah, very Eastern Shore style. Eastern uh, uh, Shore when nature calls, which obviously involves um, a very precious bat. So you know, oh, there. We might have to watch that to do some research if there's any deep state uh, symbolism in that movie. <laughs> some QAnon stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. Going out of the, yeah. you know, getting pooped out of a mechanical rhino. Uh, you uh, know. Yeah. So well, how, do you, how do you... Or birthed it out of a mechanical rhino. Sorry, I apologize. Bur- yeah, birth. <laughs> I mean, it was pretty majestic. But, uh, <laughs> how do you guys feel after this week? Like, uh, you saw... You saw... Kind of like what we were talking... When we... Brought this up with baseball. You saw a doomsday scenario, and then how do you feel about the response and going forward? Well, what I'm worried about, um, 
is I like that you know the fact that it was early. It was good enough that they were able to postpone. It was only one game they had to postpone, and they, and they found a way to move it based on working around some you know games and slotting it in to another week. The further we get down into the season, that's going to be a lot more difficult. So I'm not feel I don't feel like oh you know it was handled well I think. But down the road, I don't think we're going to have the luxury we had now that is going to cause problems closer to the end of the season. You know what I'm saying? Where we don't have that luxury mm-hmm. of bye weeks anymore. Here's the thing, though. When baseball, it popped off for two teams, and then that was pretty much it. Like, they kind of fucked them up. And obviously, baseball is a lot easier to make it up. But they kind of fucked up, but then it seemed like they were like, baseball was like, all right, we can't, we can't have this happen again so that they seemed like they locked down even more. I feel like the NFL is going to be like, all right, we, we can't have this again. They got super lucky with the 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 buys being very close together for the Titans and the Steelers. They just switched the weeks. Um, but I mean, I'm more confident that the season will, will continue than I was before. I feel like. Yeah, I think lucky is a good word. They they got very lucky that the te- the game that got canceled was the game that got canceled, and that the bye weeks worked out perfectly. Um, like you said with baseball, hopefully it goes there. Everybody just realizes they can't make mistakes now. Like a lot of baseball players did and it gets better from here. But if it does happen again, you're, you're probably not going to get this lucky. And it just goes back to, to me. I, I, I think the biggest mistake this entire time, I'm not like one of those downers who was like, they had to play in a bubble and they messed up. And we're going to mention bubble every single time there's a COVID story in NFL. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, they had a whole season. Uh, it's much harder to do a whole season in a bubble. Uh, but I think their biggest fuck-up was not adding an extra bye week. Like, why not add a COVID bye week? Why were they so, like, in love with their schedule? And it was such a precious schedule that they wouldn't, that they, like, refused to depart from it. Like, why just add an extra bye How is that not the stupidest thing ever, not adding an extra bye week? Where you could just make up any missed COVID game. Yeah. Like, like everyone have a buy from like, oh, just like a completely blank week where there's no football. Or each team have two buys where like every team has a buy from weeks four to seven and like 12 to 14 or something like that. I'm thinking you have your, you have a week with no football that you slot in all the COVID games. And whether that's only one week after week 17 or whether it's two weeks, one in the middle, one in the end, and you could always cancel that middle week if you didn't yeah. get any COVID. But at least slot into your schedule a, ch- a time to just push off any COVID game. So unless a team misses two games, you would be you would be pretty set. Um, and if a team misses two games, then it gets a little more difficult. But at least it gives you a chance to know to you know. Uh, now, if it happens to another team and you're not so lucky with the bye with the bye weeks working out, you could have just moved them to this COVID scheduled week. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That for some reason that wasn't a thought in their minds, or even if it was, they if they denied it, like that would have been that would have been great having at the end of the season just one week where any missed games just make up here. That would yeah. have been, that would have been smart. Or you do two, one in the middle, one in the end, and God forbid you just give the players a little more rest. I know, right? Like, I know. Just, <laughs> God forbid the Smash Mouth game where everybody's bodies get killed. You just are like, 
well, let's just give you a little more rest instead of maybe this isn't the year to add playoff teams. Let's give you a little more rest <laughs> and do the playoff teams next year. Like they should. I just think they're stubborn. Um, of course they are. There's always I'm things for the NFL, but unbelievable. There, there's always more things in play that we know, of course. But you know, I I, I really do like that uh, that idea. I'm surprised that wasn't a uh, you know a thing on the docket that you know came up into uh, the public eye. That would be nice, but whatever. Let's just move on and hopefully that, you know, like I said, we lucked out and doesn't happen again. Yeah. Or just like it affects like the Jets and Giants. Yeah, then they could just cancel the games and no one would really care. Yeah. That would be a win-win. Uh, give a win to the other team. Yeah. Uh, oof. Let's see. I mean, I just don't get how also the Vikings didn't get infected at all. That, that was also very lucky, I feel like. Or there's just like something's up with that. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, they wear helmets. A lot of them wear, wear face masks. I I think the whole football is the most COVID easy sport was like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, yeah, they're they kind of like unless you're a lineman, you're kind of hitting and separating. You're not yeah. the entire time on somebody, and you're wearing helmets. Like to me, basketball is by far the easiest sport to transmit to other people. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. was absolutely necessary, and why so many of the people got it that fir- the first time around. I mean, you're ba- you're face guarding people and sweating on p- people the entire game without equipment. Like to not think basketball is the easiest sport to spread it would I don't know. That just seems uh, unscientific. Whatever. I mean, look, people have their. Genders against certain certain sports, but well, who who I I honestly don't really want to talk over too much. Um, I, I feel right. like we we mentioned it. And, yeah, let's get on with the good stuff. Yeah, the good yeah, exactly. Like Bob O'Brien, Bill O'Brien getting fired. Yeah, Bob O'Brien, baby, get him get him yeah. out of here. <laughs> yeah, well, who cares what his name is anymore? He's exactly. an NFL coach. Him and his butt should get out of here. You know, and I, and when you uh when you mentioned it to me, I'm like, oh man, that's right. The interim head coach is probably going to be Romeo Cornell. Way better, like way yeah. better for the Texans. Like love, I love the fact that he's the interim uh, head coach right now. So you know what you do lose though, um, his need to make David Johnson look good. That goes out the window, right? Yeah, because David like, Johnson hasn't really looked good. Or is that just like a interim head coach? Is like, oh, we have to run, we're going to run the ball, we're going to pound the ball. Look, I think look, they're zero and four now, right? 0-4. At this point, I think Romeo Cornell is just going to go balls to the wall, and they they're just going to they're going to open up the offense. They're just going to let them. They're going to let it fly. That's what I think. I think they're going to just caution to the wind, and they're going to do whatever they can to get to get those wins. And it's it's going to be a different it's going to be a different Texans team in the first four games than you're going to see in the next twelve uh twelve games. So. I think I think it's gonna be a better Texans team. I think it's gonna be a more fun Texans team, and I think you're gonna see a lot more from these players than you got from Bill O'Brien. Also, just as like a like a like personally, I I wanted him to stay for at least this entire year, so then the Jets could have the the lone uh, shot or like the best shot at getting Eric Bieniemy because they have a young quarterback and like Eric Bieniemy. Obviously, under Andy Reid, I was the offense coordinator for the Chiefs, like really exciting offense. Like he would be able to unlock Sam Darnold. Besides, you know, instead of having to deal with shitty Adam Gase, but there's no way he's not going to the Texans now. Deshaun Watson. 
if he wants a head coaching job. I mean, what if there's the prospect of the Jets just giving up on Darnold and going with Trevor Lawrence? Oh, that's very real. I, I have not come to that conclusion in my mind yet. Maybe I've blocked it out. It's but. honestly something you should be rooting for very heavily. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, but then it's just like... I'm rooting for it for the Giants. I mean, that's not like I hate Daniel Jones, but a once-in-a-generation yeah. once quarter. I mean, now every year you seem to have one of these guys, but at least let's get the one that's that it's supposed to be. Like, you know, um, I mean, I still... I, I, I wouldn't want to give up on Darnold, but the Jets might have already ruined him. Like That's in New York, yeah. is the problem. Like I think Darnold has potential. Um, Jones, I'd give away for a second, and Lawrence, not because I don't think he has potential, but because he just doesn't have he doesn't have the upside of Trevor Lawrence. I'm sorry, he didn't. He's not the best the best quarterback, one of the best three quarterbacks in college history. That's just what the truth is. Like it's not. I don't think he has nearly the upside. If we go 0 and 16 again, Trevor Lawrence, I'm okay with that. Fire, clean all house, and get Trevor Lawrence. That's that's a fine objective. Yeah, I wouldn't mind for yeah. I wouldn't mind for the Saints uh, possibly losing if the Saints aren't going to make the playoffs this year. Trade the house and everybody to get yeah, Trevor well, Lawrence. <laughs> Do well, it. That's dumb. That's dumb. I mean, you just can't get. You're not going to steal a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence from. No, it's going to be. Yeah, team. yeah, yeah. Of course. They would yeah. never. Nobody would ever. That doesn't. You could trade draft picks for a hundred years, and they still wouldn't do it because you don't. You just don't turn off. You don't. Give up that chance. But you know it's something the Giants or Jets would do if they get the first pick is trade that away. That is just a classic Giants move. It's like the first trade down they do in the history of their team is to trade down from Trevor Lawrence. To get a We've never traded down before. We're going to do this for Trevor Lawrence. To get a running back. I I honestly, I wouldn't if they trade it. If they didn't, if they were in a spot to take Trevor Lawrence and didn't do it, I would start rooting for the Bills, I think. I would just be like, I'm just gonna move. I'm just gonna do it a little f- further north, or I just say like, I fucking hate you guys so much. I'm gonna be an Eagles fan. Oh wow. God, wow, yeah, that is like a, yeah, like a really mad kid that's mad at their parents, so they like <laughs> fuck a bad boy or something. Like that's like I'm a yeah, I'm a I'm a daughter mad at her father or something. I was gonna say you you have, you have daddy issues with your team. <laughs> oh wow, I do, I do. I I've been so disenfranchised Jesus by Christ. the drafts. For a decade, I have daddy issues. Brian's gonna become a stripper. Fuck, man. <laughs> they make good money. Um, and now it's mostly virtual, so you know. Virtual stripping, not, yeah. Not bad. That can't be very hard. Only oh, fan. Sir, only sir, fan. Only fan. <laughs> camming. Yeah, start camming. On our off time while we're not podcasting, we're camming. Find us at, at Fantasy Lens on OnlyFans.com. It's almost it's almost too good, yeah. Should we start an OnlyFans page and just start talking about fantasy football live to people, like while they're looking for porn and like people or like, just be like or just like compliment their team for like for like five bucks? Like, oh yeah, that team is so good. Look at yeah. your running back depth. I mean, oh, you're gonna have to think the bye weeks aren't gonna affect you at all. Oh man, you guys can definitely fill that hole. Yeah, you gotta think the Venn diagram of fantasy football fans and people who go on OnlyFans is pretty good, like a pretty mixed circle. Oh yeah, yeah it's almost a circle. I'm sure the middle circle is really big. <laughs> Probably true. Um, oh. but, yeah, I mean, we could do our fantasy lens stick. We could do our um, our fun dudes stick. We got we got a lot. We got our boys, 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 boys. Our boys. <laughs> yes. It's kind of concerning that all our 
our all our schemes are just about us turning to strippers or, <laughs> or cheese prostitutes. Everybody has to have a business model. Yeah, I mean, look, this this is just what works for us, John. Don't shame it. Oh, no, it's twenty twenty. Don't shame. Speaking of something that is a shame, uh, Chubb and Eckler both went on the IR within minutes of each other. Ugh. Yeah, that's our boy, our boy Eckler. It hurts. It hurts. Our sweet boy. And uh, just with uh, Herbert looking like he was going to be, you know, something for Eckler and Keenan Allen, like, uh, just it just it sucks, man. It was. I mean, Herbert still was good after Eckler went out. No, I mean, no, I mean, like, I mean, having Herbert. Like making Eckler and Keenan Allen what they are supposed to be uh, when Tyrod Taylor couldn't do it, um, it just sucks that like Eckler is now you know gone for several weeks. They said what did it? Well, what, what what was the injury again? It was um, grade two hamstring tear ugh. or ah. hamstring strain. I thought it was hyper, like a hyperextension of the knee or something like that. But I it guess was, I heard grade two is well, it was sure something in the grades. So that's a several-week injury. I mean, it's not out for the season. Um, if the Chargers can somehow manage to stay within the playoff race, considering now they're, what, eight teams? Uh, or seven teams, I'm sorry. Seven teams. Um, I mean, you know, it's possible you can come back for the, a late playoff run. But right now, I mean, look, you, you're looking to play uh, Josh Kelly, and uh, uh, Jeffers, Justin Jefferson is going to now have a role in that offense again. So, But, yeah. Not Justin Jefferson. Jackson. Justin Jackson. Sorry. I was thinking of uh, Jefferson of, uh, and do you, uh, of the Vikings. Do you pick up Johnson in Cleveland? Yeah. 95 yards. Not bad. 95 yards receive. Was it receiving or was it rushing? No, right. Rushing? I thought he had, re- See, the he had no receiving. No receiving. My bad. My bad. The thing about that is the Cowboys defense is is garbage. Like Jerry Jones built a like he's what he what he, he's he did what you do when you're like 12 on Madden. You just get all the offensive guys as possible and just kind of like outscore your defense. opponent. Try outscore your opponent pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, cuz I mean like playing offense. I'm but I but I think the, the 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 Browns had in place this nice two running back system that I think they're still going to try and work with with Kareem Hunt and Johnson until Chubb comes back. And I don't think it's just going to be Kareem Hunt being a three-down back. So I think he has, but he has not, value. He's not going to have the same upside as Hunt, though. No. As, as Hunt pre-Chubb injury. Like, I wouldn't say, like, okay, now Hunt's Chubb and he's Hunt. I would say now no, Hunt's yeah, no, no, super no, no, no. Chubb. <laughs> Chubb. And he's just, He's like mini Chubb. <laughs> because I think, like, whoever, whoever has Hunt right now, goddamn Thomas and Early, um, is probably over the moon for a while. I mean, it's uh, you. It's going to be, you know what, it's going to be the same thing as Chubb last year, is that you have this uh, top five player, and then there's a, re- a return of somebody looming over him, and then he'll go back down to a normal player. But yeah, no, uh, if you have Hunt right now, it's um, it's really good for you. But if you've picked up, uh, what the Ernest, the Ernest, the Ernest Johnson? How do you say the Ernest? The, the Ernest. Um, I think I think he's not a bad play. Um, I, the way that offense is looking right now, um, yeah, I I like what they're doing in Cleveland. And yes, the Cowboys defense is terrible, but they're really trying to do this two back system that I think is going to continue to work until Chubb comes back as well, and then. Johnson goes back to being nothing. 
I mean, yeah, they're, they're looking good. Yeah. The fans is just has has a. I mean, it's I, I it's obviously not. Ex- well, it's what I want to see for Beckham this week, but it is obviously puts a ceiling on Beckham. The how much they run it, but it's exactly what the Browns should be doing. Um, and it's crazy that they got buy-in from Beckham that said, yeah, they should be doing this, running more. Uh, so yeah, no Johnson, you you have to pick him up, right? Just Absolutely. even if you keep him on the bench for a while. And Hunt, you know, I'd let him go crazy for a week or two and try to trade him. Yeah, I was, you know, when you mentioned it before, I'm thinking the same thing. It's like, have Hunt for a couple weeks, watch him go off, and you know it's going to come back down to earth, and you can get peak, like, fucking Mount Everest value for Hunt, and then grab a player that maybe, you know, or even, you probably get two players for that, or someone like a, I, I, I was thinking like a Julio Jones or something like crazy like that, or even like a, maybe a Derrick Henry who really, really comes live in the, in the later parts of the season. And, uh, I mean, he's been great this whole season. Yeah. You could definitely get, I think you could definitely get somebody like Julio, uh, maybe even a Michael Thomas. I know that's aiming for the stars, but like he's been out all season. And then, if Hunt drops 20, like a few 20, a couple 25 point games in a row, um, people want a top five running back. I mean, that's very valuable. If somebody's one in three right now, um, even if you say, yeah, look, he's only going to be a top five for six weeks. Like, yeah, I'll take the six weeks and try to get back in playoff contention. Like I'll I'll try to save my season. Yeah, and most likely if you have Hunt, he's probably your third or fourth running back, depending on how you drafted your team. Right? He's definitely most likely not your second running back. The where he was going in drafts. So, mm-hmm. yeah, if you're a Hunt owner and you're doing decent, I would target a bad team's best player. And if you're a bad if you're a bad team who has that best player, I mean. What's the price of being competitive? Like, why not pull the trigger? Why not say, I'm one in three. I need to get back in this. I'll, whatever. I'll take six weeks of hunt and, uh, hope it continues. Go, yeah. Hope I get a playoff. <laughs> yeah. And hope, and hope that, you know, continues. when Jump comes back, you know, Hunt is still going to have a role in offense. Uh, seems to be fine. The end, he seems to have a nose for the end zone. So I'm almost thinking now about myself trading a top person for him and just trying to nab him before we even get to see him. Maybe I'll do it too. Maybe I'll go after him. <laughs> Maybe I'll be trading Mixon or something like that for somebody. Why not? Fuck. All right. Look, it's it's the race. So we're to, buying high on him. We're, <laughs> we're, buy, we're buying high and we're also selling on him in a couple of weeks as well. Yeah, we're selling you. high. We're everything high on him. We're high on him. <laughs> All sorts of movements on Kareem Hunt. Um... Uh, who else? What else? What else went down this week? Uh, oh, you know what I want to talk about is the how upset I am and how uh, how much it seemed like smoke and mirrors as the Cardinals from two and zero beating the Forty ers week one in a very convincing fashion to now losing back to back games to the Detroit Lions and the fucking Carolina Panthers. I thought about you that whole game. Wow, uh, how much I enjoyed. Look, I like Kyler Murray. I like. DeAndre Hopkins, I like more when uh, to see you in pain. And that MVP, that MVP thing is already done. I mean, you can't have two bad games and be the MVP. I mean, you'd have, he'd one. have to go on a fucking, like, 50-touchdown tear. Yes, he's not obviously not getting MVP. Um, but I, I'm just more disappointed. Not even just that. I'm just disappointed in the fact that I like the Cardinals this year as, as a team to win the West. And... After week one, I was very high considering they they beat the 49ers. 
uh, a full a full teamed 49ers like with Bosa and you know Solomon Thomas and all like Richard Sherman yeah. and everybody everyone was there no, um, no like Eagles beating the 49ers um, it was just like it was just it was really disheartening to see that the Panthers who run defense is trash Kenyon Drake couldn't do anything um, they couldn't even throw the ball 133 passing yards for uh, for Murray I mean like, that whole team just looked trash the defense looked like it was trash they were getting uh, it was just it was so bad I mean you get ran over by Mike Davis and some other backup I don't even remember his name that uh, people Rich are now Spotify. people are picking him up in fantasy all of a sudden because he had uh, a halfway decent game uh, versus the Cardinals. I mean, it was just it was really disheartening uh, to watch that game. What what's going on with the Cardinals passing it passing game to running backs? I mean, I I've been looking for at Chase Edmonds for weeks, but not even he's doing anything, and it's not it's not because like. Kenny Drake is gobbling up all this volume. Like nobody's getting in the passing game for the running backs. That was a huge staple of their offense last year. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I think uh, was it Cliff Kingsbury? I always say his name wrong. Uh, yeah, he's got to he's got to look at that offense. Him and uh, whoever the offensive coordinator is, they got they got to go over what it, what's happening on that offense because they need to start making more of the more effort to you know get those the. More passing to the running backs. They have two running backs who can catch the ball and do work in open field. Like, design plays for that. I don't know what you're doing. Like, you had, like, what, DeAndre Hopkins had, like, seven or eight catches for, like, 40-something yards. It was fucking terrible. They couldn't get down the field. I don't know what was going on in this game. Maybe it was just a good design game. But all season, you can't get the ball to the running backs in open space. It's... Something yeah, DeAndre change. Hopkins has done his best uh, Jarvis Landry impression the last couple of weeks. Yeah, he's 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 uh he's taken over the body of Jarvis Landry and Golden Tate like nine receptions for forty oh, yards. Golden Tate is <laughs> one of the best. I know, I know. Receivers he, football history. But you'll also see the nine catches for forty yards from Golden Tate as well, like because you know it's what happens when you're a slot receiver. Sometimes is you you just get those volume pl- volume games where you get. No, nine catches, but you also catch for 50 for them yards. There was actually a player on my list coming up that uh, that did just that this week. And his name is not Golden Tate or Jarvis Landry. Can we stick at this game for one second? Mm-hmm. Um, is Mike Davis just like the final nail in the coffin that don't pay running backs? I love Christian McCaffrey. Absolutely love him. Don't pay running backs. Look what Mike Davis is doing. I mean, you're you're seeing very little difference. The only thing you're seeing is that they're spreading the ball a little more, actually, because they don't feel like Christian McCaffrey's their only player on the team. He's an amazing player, uh, one of the best in the NFL. Don't pay running backs. Any team who pays a running back still is dumb, and the Giants will do it with Barkley in two years. Yes, and I was uh, I was I was as much as I love what Kamara is doing and how amazing he is. I was. I was not that happy with the contract they gave him. Uh, that really cripples them. Um, the only saving grace is that, and not, not even a saving grace, Jesus Christ, is that Drew Brees' contract is coming off next year, and maybe, you know, Jameis Winston will be cheap. <laughs> yeah. As our quarterback. Well, the thing is, Kamar's the perfect running back for Drew Brees, but I'm not sure he should. Like, I think, uh, like Christian McCaffrey, I think they're the two best running backs in the NFL. I'm not sure. I mean, you could say Henry. You could put Henry in there, but he's a different type of running back. Um, he probably doesn't give as much to a team because he doesn't catch the ball. 
But they're the two best running backs, I think, in the NFL, and they do something different for their teams. But I think if you had a quarterback that could really throw the ball downfield, you wouldn't be like you would be perfectly fine with Murray or Kamara on that team. But the because Drew Brees really can't throw it far, they do need Kamara. It's going to be different different when Brees is gone, but for now they really do need him. I I have a feeling. And, you know, don't hold me to this, but in two years into this contract post-Breeze, because I think this is going to be his last year, like for sure, um, two years post this, Kamara's going to get traded. Like, this is, he's never, he's not going to live out his contract in New Orleans. I, I 100% see that. Oh, uh, you yeah. know, you know, they always have extra cash on their, in the salary cap for. <laughs> For whoever they want on that team. Well, they still got to play. They still, if they want to keep, they still got to pay Lattimore and Ramchek. So those are two big names um, that they need to figure out cap space for. So figure They'll out figure where. It out. Figure, open up the floor. Open up the floorboards. Find the money because have, it's yeah, got to. They're not going to be paying Drew Brees thirty million dollars a year too. So that's big. Well, that definitely helps. But uh, I, I honestly, I, I, if if I had the, if there was a, a prop bet on DraftKings, if. Kamara will finish out his contract as a New Orleans Saint, I would put hard money on no. I would put hard money on no for everybody but Elliot because Jerry Jones is a lot of things, but he is pretty loyal and he likes continuously pl- paying for flashy players. <laughs> except for Prescott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. except, for, except for the guy who could throw for 500 yards and four touchdowns every game. <laughs> Does anything not look great to you this season? No. Like I, I was kind of seeing it near the end of last season. I'm seeing it a lot this season. A few fumbles. Uh, doesn't seem to be running as hard between the tackles. In Ken, fa- I mean, he, he gets a lot of catches this year. In fantasy, he's still, like, producing. So, I mean, but in real life football, yeah, he, he looks it's, like he doesn't look... The, the, the like, offensive line is not as good as it has been. So, it's like, was he more of a... I mean, obviously, he's still a good one of the better running backs, but was he that putting him to the elite level? Was that more a product of the offensive line being amazing? And now that those guys are retired or, or away or injured now <laughs> away, what does away mean? They went, they went uh, down the street for cigarettes and haven't come back yet. Oh, uh, that's when Brian gets the daddy issues. Why he's becoming a stripper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My daddy still has his away <laughs> And it's some like blink One Eighty Two. Emo lyrics. Perfect. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, it's a, it's, it seems like it's a product of that, unless he starts going nuts. I um, th- this is this is all a talk about just basically why you shouldn't pay running backs big money. Um, in the end, this is this is really what it's all about. And the Vikings did it just just before as well. Um, I mean, Dalvin Cook was really good though. I know, but you have Alexander Mattinson who looks Ma- Madison who looks just as good. Like, like you could have let Cook leave. Madison could have stepped in and could have did the same fucking thing Dalvin Cook is doing. I'm sorry. That's just how and, that, that's just how it goes. And what's the Vikings' biggest issue? They don't have depth on their defense. Yeah, would, yeah, would you defense. much rather have defensive depth and Madison or Dalvin Cook and no defense? No, exactly. Like it, it's it's just baffling the amount of money paid to a position that the best years are when you're 22 to 26. 
<laughs> right? That's our, that's our worst in the NFL for running backs. It, it, and also, the best teams have – all the best teams have two to three of these guys that they just – oh, you're in? Okay, we'll put you in next drive. Who cares? We'll put one of you in. All the best teams. Every year, all the best teams always have two or three running backs. They never have – the best teams never have a feature back. Derek, that's why Derek Henry – the Titans were so exciting last season. He's like, oh, we're finally going to get a bruising running back that leads his team somewhere. Yeah. Um, it didn't 100% pan out. But, I mean, they got as far as any other team that relies on running back in a long time. Yeah, it's not it's not the nineteen not the early nineties anymore. You know, it's you know it's not the the the, the years of you know. I mean, even back then, maybe way before that too. Of the, but I'm just saying like the the Emmett Smiths and the the Barry Sanders and the you know the Thurman Thomases. Like th- that's not what it's all about right now. It's about it. It's about designing plays, having dynamic players on on every you know, part of your field, wide receivers that could do everything, running backs are just, they're, again, they're a dime a dozen. They really are. And it sucks to say that because I, I hate diminishing that position, but they really are. Don't pay the running backs. You, you're That's gonna... probably my favorite position. Running backs is the, I think running backs are the coolest position, but there's so many good ones. There's, there's so many of them that could do similar things to the great ones. Yeah. Yeah. When I, and I, I'm with you. When I was a kid, all I wanted to do was as when I, you know, I wanted to play football and I wanted to be a running back. When I was a really young kid, and that was my favorite position. But yeah, I, I'm with you. It's, it's. And then you realize you couldn't like get over a hundred pounds. Yeah. Well, I mean that's how it is. One fifty. One fifty was my was my <laughs> limit. Well, well you just be able to squeeze through all the offensive linemen. Yeah, you just... could have been like Gumby Kamara. I would have, I would have, I would have never been a three down back, but you know, I would have, you know, been one of those guys. That third, would, third and two, easily squeezed between the two yeah. offensive line. You got those two yards. They would have never All seen right. it coming. Anyway, let's move on. Yeah, let's go move on to week five. Uh, not a great set of games, to be honest. A little hard to pick the five, but uh, let's go to the Thursday night game: Bucks at the Bears. Bears. Uh, Nick Foles did not look good in their first like full game of. Uh, like full game with Nick Foles as their quarterback. Uh, the Colts defense, though, is surprise, not surprisingly, but going to be one of the best in the leagues. Is and it is one of the best in the league so far this season. Um, and the Bucks have very good defense as well. Front seven is fantastic. I think it's another rough week for the Bears. I um. Like, right, can't we just say shocker that Nick Foles wasn't good as the selected starter? Yes. Like, isn't that... <laughs> he has the, weird, the weirdest career. Like, oh, of, Nick of Foles, they want, you to, they want you to start. Um, how are you going to play? I'd play much better if you said I was the bench player. <laughs> came in. I'm just letting you know. Like, if you told me I was not the person you wanted... And you just informed me right before the game that I'd be starting. I'd probably do my. So game. what they need to do is every week just have Mitch Trubisky start the first quarter, and then Mitch Foles Trubisky come in. Actually, good in like the first quarter. So there the you go. So the first so for, so for first quarter Mitch Trubisky or first drive Mitch Trubisky, and then Foles the rest of the way. I'm just saying the whole week preparation, Mitch Trubisky, and then Foles to start. The, I'm saying like media, it's Mitch Trubisky's team. Um, whole week, Mitch Trubisky is the number one. We're practicing with Mitch Trubisky. We're doing it all right before the game. We're pulling you. We're putting in Nick Foles. Nick Foles shines. This is what he does, man. He, this is how. 
After, a few, after a few weeks, that that will get real old. Like, guys, <laughs> yeah. I swear, I swear, Mitch Trubisky is our starter <laughs> this week. Yeah. He's like, coach, you said that the last six weeks, so we're pretty sure you're starting. No, we promise it's Trubisky this week. And you know, I don't know why you don't believe me. It's just gonna be, it's just gonna be Foles in a Mitch Trubisky jersey throwing the football at that point because they'd figure it out. So. You know, had to do some sort of trickery at that point. That's pretty. That's pretty <laughs> tricky. I like it. Um, yeah, uh, I think we had the one bet. I think I'm going to win the Gardner Minshew Nick Foles bet. I think I, I think I took that. Oh yeah, yeah. Pro- I mean, I mean, look, Joe Min- Minshew's doing his you know doing his job on a on a very bad Jaguars team, uh, up, as opposed to a. Nick Foles, who had a you know game and a half, I, I was a little worried. Um, he missed three and one. Though. I was, I, I mean, three and one with mainly Mitch Trubisky, um, <laughs> but I was worried after that Falcons game. He looked really fucking solid, and I was like, oh, I came back down to earth immediately. So I was not too, uh, not too concerned. So Minshew's still looking good. Yeah, no, I like Minshew. Tough game this week. Yeah. Well, not too tough. Well. Actually. Well, all right. Well, let's go. So back to that Thursday night game. Um, I thought they were playing Baltimore. They're playing Houston. Sorry. No, that's not yeah, too bad. Yeah, back to the Thursday night game. So this is going to be tough. Um, so the quarterbacks get a chance to face off against each other on different teams who played in the Super Bowl uh, two years back. Um, oh, they're going to show that about eighty thousand. Of course. <laughs> uh, how many times? To- right, uh, over under. How many times they're going to show the was the Philly special? Oh, yeah. Uh, Legitimately, I would say over under three and a half. Three and a half. Over under, I wonder if they'll have on DraftKings or FanDuel where you can bet on if a Philly special is performed in this game. Oh, Is it called like the Midway Mania or like Midway Special or something like that? Can they they change it? No? No, they couldn't change it? I think it'd be better. I mean, it should. It'd be weird to call something a Philly special in Chicago. I guess, yeah. I don't know, but either way, they're going to well, talk about it too much. Florida man toss around. What? <laughs> I thought my midway thing was bad, but that was just fucking really bad. Well, I mean, if you heard, if you heard um, Al Michaels say the Florida man toss around, I'm pretty sure you. Uh, now I want to I hear mean, him I say it. Now I want to hear him say it. Um, I think you got a name for your podcast. Yeah, the Florida. <laughs> I I um I, I can't even think. Hold on. Um, no, that they, I'm telling you, they're gonna bring up that fucking game at least ten times. There's gonna be mention of that fucking Super Bowl. I would if it was over under ten, I'm taking the over because they're not gonna shut the fuck up about it. And and that's probably in the first half. Or like even with like pregame, they're gonna fucking talk about that shit. It's gonna be annoying. It's gonna be real fucking annoying. So this this game has, I think, a few fringe starters, which is what I'm looking at the most here. Uh, Brady performed really well last game, and the last three games, honestly. I mean, not last three out of four games. Yeah, three out of four. Had, had had very good fantasy. Yep. Scores. Um. So, do you thrust him back into your starting lineup? If you, I mean, a little bit of a tough game. Against the Bears, I mean, there's so many other... Yeah, I mean, if you have... I don't know, who would you have? Like, someone on bye, I guess, but I don't know. There's other players with better The only players on bye, I feel like. The only players on bye this week are what? Rodgers, which potentially you could have Aaron Rodgers yeah. and Tom Brady. 
Um, Cam Newton is technically Cam Newton on a COVID vacation. The COVID. <laughs> He's on a COVID vacay. Um, and who's the other buy? Was it the Lions? Am I am I wrong in saying that? Yeah, yeah, uh, it's the Lions. Okay, so the Lions. So you could have Stafford, but um, I mean, look, I sort of like Brady going forward, and I I think you know he he will shine on a on a nationally televised game versus the Bears. The only issue I see, only issue is Godwin is out. Mike Evans didn't practice. Scotty Miller didn't practice. OJ Howard is out. So his his um his receiving core is just, you know, thinning out very uh like like Hunter Renfro's hair. Um it's it's really Whoa. bad. Uh, come on. It, it was a good it was a good one. It, Big shot. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a 25 50 year old man. Um Yeah, no, I know. No, it's funny. <laughs> no, that's, that's very accurate. Um, I think Evans plays, but he's been banged up all season. And honestly, Evans has just been like um, a touchdown. Evan Run- Evans is like Gronk. He's like, yeah. old, like older Gronk, where he was just like, yeah, you could throw to me between the 20s, but I'd rather you just give me touchdowns. Yeah, and he's reaping the benefits of Godwin being out, for sure. For sure. Right. Uh um, if Scotty Miller plays, do you start him? He's definitely in He's such flex a, like consideration. A high, high, like weak, like feeling great about him, and then he he'll crash, and then he'll get you like thirty yards. But I I I I think he's a, definitely a flex consideration this week for sure. Well, um, you don't you don't play a guy on Thursday night in your flex, so he would have to be in your in your. Wide receiver slot. It's very true. Uh, that's true. Anthony, that is true. That is true. Okay, um, Ronald Jones. Yes, I play him. He has been looking pretty good. He's uh, he, he, he's the he's clearly above Leonard Fournette. I was gonna say he pretty much. Yeah, and Fournette's put, injured. So. Fournette's oh, injured, okay. but I, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure he put Fournette's like that whole talk of Fournette possibly you know taking over at some point or you know splitting half and half. I think he's put that to bed. Um, he's gotten better with his blocking, which was one of the biggest problems with Ronald Jones, is not being able to block. Um, yeah. Also, he dropped a few easy catches, and Tom Brady seemed like he just wanted to kill him. Well, that is something that, yes, you. It, I, I think that's a big uh, sticking point with Brady, is definitely not catching passes out of the backfield or like you know those little short curl routes or anything that like a running back should be fucking catching and i don't think he'll i don't think he'll do it again i i think he'll i think he'll uh that's something he's gonna be practicing on a lot this week is making sure he does not drop those fucking passes so i I do like ronald jones um this week and going forward to be honest i do too as well um especially this week at least while Fournette's out i don't think Fournette's taking his job but while he has sole possession of the backfield, I really like him. Um, on the other side of the ball, I only like Allen Robinson. I think Anthony Miller is probably droppable territory. And then David Montgomery, oof, he's just not a very good running back. We'll talk about him later. Okay, okay. <laughs> I don't start him. I don't even like him on my fantasy team. I mean, I would have never drafted him, um, even without Tariq Cohen. He had one good game about the Giants, made some people feel good. And... Uh, 
then they just realize it's the Giants. It made me. It it makes me. I, I don't want someone to do poorly, but it makes me feel good knowing that I wouldn't have draft. I I had no intentions of ever drafting him this year because of what happened last year, and that he's yeah. he, and he's proving that correct. So good for me on that one. I feel I feel happy. Um, I don't know what do you guys feel. Anything? <laughs> this is weird. Do you guys feel anything about Jimmy Graham? Like he had a couple good games and uh, not really. no, yeah. I, I'm the same way. Um, yeah, it's pretty much Allen Robinson, and that's that's it for the Bears. That's it for the Bears. Their defense, I mean, had that one good year with Khalil Mack and Night Night. So, yeah, yep, yeah. This I would fun. start that defense if a couple of these, like Godwin's not going. If one of Evans or Scotty Miller doesn't go, I'd feel fine with that defense. If Mike Evans isn't playing. Then yes, I would definitely feel way better about playing that defense because at that point your number one is and two and two and tight end and tight end and one of your and tight ends are gone out. So yeah, I that's the only way I'd play that defense, and that's if you don't have like a like a Colts or a a team that's playing the Jets or the Giants. Colts have a little like hard of a matchup just because Cleveland's playing such ball control. They are. Ball. But I'd still rather play the Colts, to be honest. Yeah. I have the Colts defense. I'm going to play them. Just because even if they don't get a lot of sacks or turnovers in this game, they'll probably still get your 10 points. Yeah. Yep. And plus, you want to hang on to them, so you don't want to... You're not going to drop them. Speaking of, let's go to that matchup, Colts at Browns. Very nice. I like this matchup this week. This is a very, this is a very exciting matchup this week. The Browns are 3-1. and one. Who would have thought it? It's so the funny. Colts are three and one. It's it, and it's funny because Bill Rivers, our boy, they're actually bo- managing it. They're both on three game winning streaks. Um, we were both concerned, or both we were all concerned after both those teams lost week one. Uh, How did the Colts lose? The, the Colts Jaguars. lost. First off, the Colts lost losing to the Jaguars the, again. The only time they lose to a shit fucking team and then win three straight, straight to to ruin all my parlays. Not gonna get into <laughs> it. Not gonna get into it. Um, not, not angry about. The Browns, we made fun of them after week one, calling them that they're just being the Browns. Come back and, what, score 30-plus points in the last three games? Uh, looking pretty solid. Uh, Mayfield doing his thing. The running game working. The defense looking okay. Not, you know, the greatest, but, you know, they allowed the Cowboys to do what the Cowboys did. But still, look, came up big. Uh, they looking that- like a middle-of-the-pack rank defense, which is... Couldn't get you Which by. is fine. And Miles Garrett putting some pressure on the quarterback, which is always nice. Um, th- I mean, look, this is going to be a nice matchup. I really am excited to see what the Colts defense can do against, like you said, this this two running back ball control offense of the Browns. Like, I w- I'm really interested to see what, what's going to happen here. And I'm a, I, I, I'm a huge fan of... Uh, uh, what the Colts have been doing post week one? That defense looks really freaking good, especially really good. with no receivers. They've been they've been ball controlled too. This is going to be a a ball control game. Don't start either of these quarterbacks. <laughs> yes, <laughs> don't start either of these quarterbacks. But they've I mean the Browns have Stefanski has done exactly what he should do, and that's um, limit Mayfield. Just not ask him to do too much. 
No, that, that's what you need to do. Asking him to yeah. like throw 50 times a game or 40 times a game is not going to be the style that you you are going to win with Mayfield. The fact that you now have the smartest one of the smartest moves they ever made was pick, was picking up Kareem Hunt last year and complimenting him with Nick Chubb. Now, now obviously Nick Chubb is out, but you still got Johnson to also now fill in that gap while Chubb's out, and they could still run that ball control offense. And that that is what has been really helping them a lot in weeks two through four. So I, I think that that could continue in week five, but it's definitely up against a way a more stout defense in the Colts. So very, very, very interesting. This will be like the true test if the Browns can do the the two RB thing without two really good running backs, and if it's just their system, that's that good. Well, by the way, I'm excited. I'm actually, this is a little bit higher than I expected it to be, but the over-under is 47 on this game. And I honestly think that's going to be low. I mean, I think I would go with the under in this game. I would too. Um, I definitely like the under in this game, and I, I want to see if the Colts can get anything going with their wide receivers. I mean, Pascal's been their number one. Obviously, Paris Campbell's out, Pittman's out, um, so you have less to work with. But their number one receiver is getting is like putting up three for forty-five every game. Like there is nothing happening with those wide receivers. It's been a Mo Ali Cox show. Taylor had his first um, down game last game. Not down game. He still averaged over four yards a carry, which is nice to see. But they just have they've been getting out to these leads where they don't really need their starters it's so weird like because they don't feel like they're dominating any of these games but i guess it's the defense that's really putting them ahead they're getting a lot of turnovers and they're kind of like doing these fourth quarters where taylor's getting a rest and it's just backups and it's just wilson running it and they're not really pushing it down the field so they don't need hilton or pascal or whatever and it's funny it's like the mo ali cox show but this past week, it was exciting. Early touchdown from Mo Ali Cox, one catch for 13 yards and a touchdown, and that's the only catch he had all the game. So like, it looked nice in the in the in the in the fantasy score line that you had a touchdown, but they're not really like you said. They're not throwing the ball. I don't like. It's all if they are throwing the ball, it's like Naheem Hines who's catching a good amount of targets. It's, it's a very like like pulled back offense. They're also spreading it around. They, they are spreading it around. There's the, the, the target share is very, very like similar across the board to about five different or six different guys. But like you said, they're not taking shots down the field because there's no need to. Yeah, so it's gonna... yeah. Philip Rivers threw for 190 yards last game, and they handedly won. It was, the game was never in question. I mean, Chicago put up. I mean, they went into the fourth quarter, what, up um, 16 nothing. Yeah, so, and they ended up winning 19-11 or some shit like yeah, that. Yeah, so, or 16-3, they went into the fourth quarter or something like that. Uh, and so the game was in question, but yeah, Pascal had three receptions, Hilton had three, Johnson had one, Wilkins had one, Burton had two, Ellie Cox had one, Doyle had one, Taylor had one, Hines had three. Jeez. Um, <laughs> just like, so you're, you're not really getting anything from any of the pass catchers. I mean, Cox is a good tight end right now because he is getting touchdowns. Uh, for So on this offense, I guess it's the Taylor show, and Hines still kind of a little bit deserves. He's a, good, he's, good, he's a good running back in a PPR format for sure. Yeah, only PPR. Only PPR. 
full PPR, not even half PPR. Let it make it full. <laughs> it has to be full. You'll get your ten points in full PPR. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that that's pretty much it from that standpoint. That that uh, that game. I mean, look, Beckham had his best game as a Brown. Um, I hope that continues. That'd be nice. Um. I'm still not playing anyone. I'm not playing any other receiver in that offense. Jarvis Landry, I'm sorry. You're just. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing um, it. Is he the best quarterback in that offense, though? <laughs> he is definitely the most accurate quarterback in that offense. They have two receivers that throw a pretty ball. Uh, Beckham last year too was throwing some. They actually ball. do Beckham and Landry. I don't know what what the what they were doing and what uh, they both played for the University of Miami, correct? My, my no, LSU. Oh, LSU. LSU. Oh, oh, sorry. They both played for LSU. They both played for LSU. I don't know what it is. Maybe they have some uh, some thing in LSU where just wide receivers love to throw the ball. Because they... I I think he keeps it up this game. I don't obviously not three touchdowns, but I think he gets he breaks the eighty five yard mark, uh, which is good for him on Cleveland because I, I just think that. Uh, the Colts are going to be be able to shut down the run a little more, and they're going to, you know, they're going to have to, they're going to be forced to pass it a little. So I think he gets more targets this game. I can see that, but this is going to be like a playoff type game. I feel like he's it's just going to be slow in defense. He's the only one I. He's the only pass catcher I would play on that team, though. Um, For sure. And yeah, again, play play the under. I think it's going to be like a twenty seven, like a twenty to fourteen game, like a twenty to seventeen game, something like that. So. Okay. All right. Let's go on to the Battle of Pennsylvania. It's Eagles at the Steelers. The first place Eagles uh, at the at the Steelers. No, first place zero one uh, zero two and one. All right. Well, what? Well, sorry. One, one, two, one, one. one, two, one, one, two, one. What the fuck? How does that that division have three wins? It's bad. The yeah, fuck, bro? What the three wins? And one of the wins is. In division, that is yeah. fucking terrible. And the other is against the Falcons. So do you even count it? This is a <laughs> this this is another this is another this is another year where we talk about how some divisions just shouldn't get a playoff team. <laughs> the NFC. It's another <laughs> year where we talk about how oh, the NFC. Christ, it's, it's been like this for I'd say a good five years. It's so bad. I mean, all right, over under wins on the team that makes the playoffs in the NFC East. I'm gonna say it's gotta be seven and a half. I'm gonna say six and a half. Nah, seven and a half. Because they play each other. Correct. Yeah. But I still think you can get one win, one win. No, no, no. no. But I'm saying like the Eagles and the Cowboys are gonna play the Cow are gonna play Washington and the Giants twice each. Yeah, but I think so those teams that's are like like that that boosts your win total a lot. That's I think I say the over under is set at seven. And well, half then right I'm ta- then I'm straight up taking the under. Straight okay. up. There's no way a team is going to... Eagles 7-8-1? Ooh. Yeah. yeah see? see there you go. I don't know. The Cowboys have a really easy schedule coming up. But they're, yeah, they do. I mean, but, the Browns are supposed to be part of that, but, but their the Browns def- might be good. Their defense is just so bad. No, I still think the Cowboys win this division. They score too much to not pick up some wins against bad teams. I yeah. guess I guess so, but I still no think... No matter how bad your defense is, if you could put up 35 points a game... You're gonna beat some bad teams. But what are they? They're one and three right now, right? Yeah, and they should. They should really be on four. They really yeah. should be exactly. Should. And so. they have a hard. They've had a hard schedule. The Giants have a hard schedule. The Eagles have had a very easy schedule. 
Um, they've had Washington. They've had the depleted San Francisco. They had the Bengals. They've had the Bengals. So they have no excuses. They have had an extremely easy season. Um, so it only gets harder for the Eagles. So I don't like – I don't really like the Eagles. No. Because um, things get harder for them. No. And this they're is, not beating the Steelers. No way. The Steelers, the Steelers are coming off a bye week. Um, unplanned bye week. Um. And, you might as well just slot them in as one, three, and one. Yeah. So this is going to be the the Steelers are going to be well rested. Uh, the Bengals, uh, sorry, the Bengals, the, the the Eagles came off a win versus I don't know that game was garbage. I don't know if did you guys enjoy watching that Sunday night game because I didn't. It was terrible. Uh, I mean, it was a little sloppy. It was pretty bad. Um, Nick Mullins really showed us why he used Nick Mullins and not like. Nick Mullins against the Jets and the Giants. I mean, that touchdown pass he threw to the other to, to the Eagles was fantastic. I mean, that was yeah. like he mean he that guy was wide open. Like it was it was it was clear as day. Um, the the NFC should have one win if the Falcons weren't the Falcons and the 49ers had half of their team. The NFC East would have one win. All right. So so far, I'm working. So as I'm as I'm as we're talking through these games, I'm working on making that parlay because we just talked about the under for that game, and now I'm taking I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers minus seven because there's no way off a of bye week, uh, the Steelers are not going to win by more than a touchdown at home. Correct? They're playing in Pittsburgh. There's yeah. no fucking way. No way! There's no fucking way! Yeah, it was like seven thousand. I'm sorry. Like you're throwing touchdown passes to what? Who the fuck was that guy's name? That shit's not. That's no, not Greg Ward. The other guy who got that really nice touchdown pass. That shit's not happening again. The Steelers are gonna be well rested. One of the best defenses in the league. You have so. So I'm assuming you you would not play any Eagles then. The only eagle you play, you can play, is Miles Sanders and Zach yeah, Ertz. I think you could possibly play Ward. Yeah, I'm not playing Ward. Of, oh God. If no, okay, only if Jackson and Jeffrey are out. I still don't think he's going to do anything. I think they're going to be going to get 15 targets. Yeah, he's going to get some targets. I guess in so. PPR, in PPR. So look, to me, it's he'll get Jarvis Landry like times two. See, to me, it's it's Miles Sanders and Zach Ertz, and even Zach Ertz now is getting fucking doubled and tripled because there's no one else to fucking throw to. So it's like, what if Jackson plays? I mean, <sighs> no, because he's gonna get hurt in, in the second quarter. So <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, do you like uh, Big Ben in this game? Yes, I like Big Ben. I like James Conner. I like Juju Smith Schuster. I like. I even fucking like Eric Ebron. Uh, you see what, think, did you see what Kittle did to the fucking Eagles? Yes. Holy shit! Catches, yeah. It was it was embarrassing. It was so embarrassing. Not saying Ebron is Kittle or even like one eighth of Kittle, but I mean, look, you're gonna get red zone targets. He'll drop Could one. He'll catch. He'll drop. He'll drop one. He'll catch one. He'll be fine. He'll get his touchdown. Um and I, and is Deontay Johnson coming back? Is he good off that bye week? If he's back, I'm liking Deontay. So. Then you he got had a concussion, right? Then you got yeah. fucking everything. Like you, Steelers. If you're doing stacks on DraftKings, just stack the Steelers because they are coming I feel off. Like the Eagles' straight. defense is that. Thing. They're fucking terrible. The only person on the Steelers' defense that I, I like is Slay. And he and, and the one and the one play he should have made, he got a helmet to the knee, and and uh, Brandon Ayuk ran right past him because he was hobbling off the fucking field. It was uh, so terrible. I watched that shit. It was so sad. Oh, God, it yeah, was really bad. 
all around. Um, but yeah, I'm. I have Big Ben as my backup to Cam. It's a good and, backup. Uh, it's a good backup. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm pretty okay with it. Yeah, I like that. No, it's perfect. You're, you're gonna. You're gonna rake in points this week. I'm sorry. The the only reason why the 49ers couldn't put up more than what 20 points is because they had the 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 Nick Mullins issue, and then you saw what C.J. Beathard did, came in and fucking ran him down the field and scored a touchdown, right? Um, I just I just think with a, a competent quarterback with weapons, you're going to put the Eagles to bed quick at home, like I said, with fans, yeah. off a of bye week. Yeah, I guess, I guess I shouldn't say too much about the Eagles defense because I was thinking to myself after week one, which was completely irrational because he only threw like for five yards a t- uh, throw. I was like, you know what? Dwayne Haskins could be a game manager in this league. It didn't turn out that way any other weeks. It's just yeah, it's just the Eagles defense. The Eagles. I'm saying yeah, exactly. Like I feel bad for Slay. They brought him in to be this guy who could shut down a number one, and he has no other help. Like everyone talks about Jalen Mills. Jalen Mills is over fucking rated. He is not that good of a defensive Go back. Off. I'm Go sorry, off, he's not. He's not that good. So I just. The Eagles' defense, they, they're not good. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to crush them. What the hell was that, Joe? That wasn't me. Oh, All I right, let's was move you. on to the next one. It wasn't All right. me. But. All right, let's go on to Brian's new favorite team, the Bills at the hell Titans. Yeah. Uh, marquee matchup, both undefeated. The Titans are going to... Going to have upwards of at least 10 players that probably are not going to play due to uh, still being contagious with the virus. Uh, and that's for a while. Not yeah. just this week, probably another week. Yeah. If we're going by how the CDC. commissioner's COVID list has worked. Like, I'm just thinking about other players in football that have been on the COVID list that have been out for like three weeks. Yeah. Well, we'll see when it's like. A decent portion of the team if they if they still stick with it. I mean, hopefully they will. Uh, the Bills, Josh Allen is still just slanging it. Gets a good test though against hopefully a mostly full power Titans defense. Um, Singletary, he's not really doing that much with this full opportunity at a clear backfield for him. No. He's getting he's doing like still like three and a half yards per carry. He got what like fifteen carries and like fifty five yards. It's like. Kind of annoying. No, he's still he looks good, but he's never. Yeah, he, he's, he's not getting like he's not like he got a goal line carry and he scored a touchdown with it. I mean, come he on, got also, a goal line carry. He got a he goal also, line carry. He also fumbled a ball and he's averaging less than Melvin Gordon right now. Well, that's like, ah, uh, he's doing an under Melvin Gordon. <laughs> yeah, you never, <laughs> oh, that's under four yards a carry. Yeah, you know, like the Mendoza. Line. I was gonna say the Mendoza line, the Melvin Gordon, the Melvin Gordon line. <laughs> for Philip Lindsay to come back, average four and a half yards a carry, and still have to see, uh, like, seed most of the carries to Gordon because that's just how Gordon's career and has it, been. And it's so bad because like everything is skewed because like everyone would be like, oh, Melvin Gordon, he he averaged like five yards a carry versus the Jets. Ugh. It's like, bro, that one run at the end of the game where all the Jets just fucking just gave up and let him run past them. Like, all right, all right, first yeah. off, first that was the old, yeah, but, yeah, but that, again. but that skewed the entire yeah. average because if you watch him, he doesn't run well between the tackles 
Ever. He, ever. he was. He doesn't ever. He was having a shit game because he's a shit running back, and he scored two garbage touchdowns with one yeah. long run when the players barely wanted to play anymore because the game was fucking over. Like I'm sorry, like he's he's still a terrible running back, and I really hope Philip Lindsay comes back, shows what he could do, and they're like, oh man, we we really wasted money on Melvin Gordon because we oh we had a fantastic running back named Philip Lindsay. And yeah, you're just slaying people tonight. I I love it. I'm annoyed. I don't know why, yeah. but I'm annoyed. Yeah, obviously, very annoyed. You got good. You're really cheesed up. I don't yeah. know this beer. I don't know if it's the beer. What do you, what do you got in the kegerators? I got yeah. the, uh, some Cane Sneak Box. I've been drinking really good. Yeah, good beer. Mm. Good beer. Mm. I would be happy with that beer, not cheesed off. But uh, yeah, so for the rest of the Bills, uh, I mean, Stefan Diggs obviously is still amazing. John Brown had a decent game finally. Bro, your flex player Cole Beasley doing his thing. Every week, getting you five, six catches. Find that you see that touchdown he caught. Ridiculous, ridiculous. I'm excited about Cole Beasley, and I have number one Cole Beasley fan right now. I am, I am a fanboy. I am a big fanboy. Did you think coming into the season you would be able to um, play three Bills receivers? Never. I didn't even think you'd be able to play. I didn't even think you'd be able to play two. But now you're playing three because Josh Allen again. He not only we, we we always talked about him as a great fantasy quarterback, but now he looks like a great NFL quarterback who has MVP like like sparkles about him. You know, like he's looking amazing. He's I, taking I, a third year leap. For he sure. really he's has. A third year leap. I would still like to see him do it against like like in like a big spot against like real good teams because like in the playoffs like he's done like the real stupid shit and cost his team games of course yeah but but john you have to understand like he's only a third year quarterback and he's finally seemed to find his like his accuracy he's completing like 70 percent of his passes at this point and we we admitted that he wasn't a great he wasn't a good quarterback last year he was a good fantasy quarterback um so this year He's passed every test. Now, granted, has he has he played any really? Has it been an easy schedule? Sure, but you know, they beat Los Angeles. Yeah, and he he had a good game. So they beat the one tough team with a mm-hmm. tough defense. And so put up like forty points. He put up like forty points to do it too. It's not like they beat him in like a like a slugfest where he didn't put Most up a lot of points. Thirty-two or something like that. Yeah. Like, he yeah, put that, up points. That, that, yeah, that was a fantastic game to watch. So I mean, look, he so far he's passed every test. We really can't give him shit. Yeah, at this point. I mean, yeah, you play your schedule. So, um, on the Titan side, are I mean, are you worried about like them not being able to practice for like almost a week and a half, and then having to face the Bills? So I mean, besides like like you still play Derrick Henry, obviously. Yeah, we play Henry. Honestly, they might play. They might just lean on Derrick Henry as much as they possibly can with little practice. Probably yeah. that's a good. That's probably a good game plan. Uh, that's probably standard game plan to begin with. But then now they're like, let's just do it a little more. Um, <laughs> I think AJ Brown's coming back, which is a nice, a nice little, so. nice little thing. Uh, I think we all miss him. Uh, it's it's annoying seeing Corey Davis do what AJ Brown can do, but just you know AJ Brown can do it better. Um, also, the Bills give up. A lot of yards through the air. They do, and which is why I do like, even though you're not going to get a lot of practice maybe from the Titans as you would expect, I still like John Smith doing his thing, um, uh-huh. being a tight end that, you know, maybe people drafted uh-huh. Austin Hooper, not panning out, drafting Evan Ingram, not panning out, drafting, 
you know, maybe even Hunter Henry not panned well, out as or, much as or Noah Pant being injured probably. So John Smith is a guy who stepped in and done his thing week in and week out. So I like him. If AJ even Brown, his, da- his down week in week three, he still had eight and a half. Still looking good. So he was a guy last yeah, he's year. A, he's a top six. I I liked him last year at the end of the season when uh. Uh, actually, mid-season when Delaney Walker went out, I had him in a couple leagues, picked him up. He was looking really good, and he just making that leap forward. Uh, really hoping, like I said, if AJ AJ Brown comes back and he looks healthy, I mean, I I think I'd play him in like a flex position. Um, but it's tough because you know the lack of being able to practice and really like get it, you know, get back into that thing that you know you miss for so many weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, Tre'Davious White and, as well, and one of the the best, yeah, exactly, one of the best shutdowns. It's a tough matchup, but you don't you don't spend your whole season without probably your number late second, early third round pick, and then keep him out when he plays. Finally, exactly, you got you got you got to throw him in there because you know what you sit him, he's getting that touchdown. So. Mm-hmm. I like AJ Brown. I do yeah. I mean? And, I mean, the Bills still give up points, like we saw against the Rams. And that's the thing. Yeah, you're right. Like they do have a good defense. They can make plays, but they're like they're, they remind me of it's. It's just like I mean, like any defense right now in the NFL. They, they, yeah, they're they're going to give up points. They gave up a lot of points against Miami. They they give up points. I mean, but they make good plays too. So like they, that's yeah. the, that's the kind of defense they are. Like they'll make they'll they'll get the sacks. They'll get the picks, but they're going to give up the yards. So, I, I like some of the Titans this week, actually. I do. I do. And, you know, with the Bills, I, I really think you could start three receivers on that team. I really do. It's crazy to even say that. Uh, Zach Moss might be back this week. I don't like him to start right now. You don't know what you're getting out of him. Uh, I would still play Singletary as, as, like, a flex running back. But... It was nice to see yeah, the goal. You can't play Zach. Mark. No, you can't. But it was nice to see Singletary get that goal line carry and that touchdown. That that is some confidence right there that you didn't have last year. So, yeah, it, I mean, I guess I don't know. I just he's. <laughs> I just like no. I was just like I, I I have him in 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 the haters club, and just like the two weeks without single or without Moss, he didn't what, really do what you like, wanted. Take, I know he didn't really take the step. I was like hoping like to like like. I was hoping for him to take to show that he could be a starter running back every week. I mean, I, he just has such a low ceiling. It sucks. Yes. It yeah. sucks. His yeah, ceiling is incredibly low, but he will most likely get you ten points. He's such a good full PPR by, though. By week, he's like a he's like the the ghost of Frank Gore with the, the Bills. The ghost. Oh, of he's Frank got that that ten points for you locked up. Uh, yeah, he's a very good bye week. I, 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 and I, I like Singletary so much. I really want him to, to. He's, he's like the, he's like the anti David Montgomery. Like I want Singletary to really do well because he's a good running back. Whereas David Montgomery is not a good running back and just whatever. Just get out of here. Just go away. Like it's just, I don't know. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> Let's All right, put yeah, that yeah. view behind us and move on. All right. Uh, for the final game of this week, again. Not a great slate, so I just kind of picked the Dolphins at 49ers just because I want to talk about how they're not playing Tui yet. How the Dolphins would be like, we're going to go at least one more week with Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I just don't get it. I don't get it either. 
I just don't get it. You have this guy, what, pick six overall, and like one of, like one of the most decorated uh, college quarterbacks in the past, you know, 10, 15 years. And they have a team with decent receivers. Devontae Parker, coming back from injury, had over 100 yards. Preston Wilson continues to uh, to score touchdowns. The guy, like, they had good don't forget Isaiah Ford, who actually looked halfway decent. Pretty sure that's his name, Isaiah Ford. And the only thing is, it, it, does he not look good in practice? Like, I don't know. What's, I haven't really gone into Dolphins camp. Like, I don't know. What what does he well, look he was, like? He had, a, he had not, a non-COVID sickness, like, the last week, and like, for, like, a week and a half, they said. But after that, like, they said, like, oh, yeah, he's he should be fine now. At this point, look, they're one in three. Ryan Fitzpatrick is not the quarterback of the future, and don't no, get me wrong. He's not bad. Don't get me wrong. We all love we all love Ryan Fitzpatrick. We do. Um, he makes the game exciting. He seems to enjoy what he's doing on his like seventh or eighth team, whatever he is, whatever he's been like, doing. But at this point, you're you're not not saying that like you're giving you're up on you're not, your but you're not you're not giving up on the season because it's not like you're throwing in a backup that you don't give a fuck about you're throwing in a guy like you said is an extremely talented motherfucking quarterback to come in and work with a team that has some talented players around him like yeah. why not take that opportunity now when he's fully healthy he's rare in the go and maybe you actually have an opportunity to make the playoffs instead of putting him in a position where we're one and six. Oh yeah, now throw him in. Fuck it. Also, you know? also like you still have all your weapons healthy, and like they're all still like it's still early enough in the season where you're still playing for something, like you said. Yeah, yeah. You, and the line hasn't looked as bad as you thought it would. Like they're moving people a little bit. Gaskin. I was like, Gaskin is getting, is getting some points. It's not. Cincinnati bad. Like my biggest worry if I was a Cincinnati fan, I'd be A extremely happy with what I'm seeing with Burrow. He looks like a fucking player. Yep. The dude looks amazing. But then B extremely scared that he just gets he gets taken a beating. Yeah, that, that poor he, guy. Like, he reminds like, me of first year Deshaun Watson, where Watson looked phenomenal but was just getting murdered back there. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wouldn't even say first year Deshaun Watson. I would say first, second, and third year Deshaun Watson. Yeah, <laughs> like honestly, every, every honestly, year Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Is there any anybody who's like, is there any better quarterback in a worse situation? It's not even that. I don't know. His offense isn't that bad, Deshaun Watson's, but he's like, it's just his offensive line. They have good skill players. They've. I never... mean, Tunzel. Tunzel was a good boon. That that it... that was a good get. Yes, but, but it's not enough. It's not enough. They need to really shore up that line this coming season, I guess, because you know they just paid Deshaun Watson a bajillion dollars. Not really a bajillion. It's gone better. But they paid him they, they paid him enough money yeah. that they need to they need to protect that son of a bitch for the next few years. <laughs> it's gone better. They tried to Russell Wilson him, but it's gone and you know, look at Russell Wilson with a mediocre line and letting him pass it. Jesus Christ. It's, he's been the best. Has he, besides Mahomes, like before Mahomes, was he the best, like the low-down best quarterback in football just with the worst line and for such a long time, no weapons? And yeah. he didn't. He wasn't allowed to throw. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. Like I, mean. I, I want to know a Russell Wilson career that took a different path. Like a Russell Wilson career with Andy Reid. 
Are we talking about one of the best quarterbacks in the history of the game? Yeah. Or if you plopped him with Andy Reid. Or if you put Russell Wilson with like the the line of like the New Orleans Saints, who always have protected Drew Brees really well. Like yeah, give give, give give him time to throw the ball with an offensive line. It's like yeah, we're gonna protect you. Like he could have fucking thrown for four hundred yards every game because he's so good. He's so accurate. He could throw a deep ball so beautifully. Yeah, it's really weird. Like, it's not like he doesn't have an amazing career. He has a Super Bowl. He was a yard away from another Super Bowl. And now, um, hopefully, he gets an MVP Knock on at wood. the end of this year. Uh, it's not like he doesn't have an amazing career, but it's just like the sliding doors where you you, I, you look at him when the team actually puts some stuff behind him. You're like, this guy might have been able to be the best quarterback. Like, uh pantheon quarterback yeah he might have been in the in the manning brady the, the Mount Rushmore. Right? yeah he might have been in a mount rushmore if they let him cook yeah but you know what though how old is russell wilson what 31 32 yeah he's still got 10 years. he still has six seven years of like what could be like not necessarily prime but like i mean those years are very very important like those those are the years that breeze manning and brady really like cemented themselves as the greatest quarterback some of the greatest quarterbacks of all time even rogers and whatnot like wilson still has that time to like if the seattle uh i was gonna say the fucking mariners uh if the seattle fucking seahawks like if 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 they create a line around him let him continue doing what he's doing and like what he's doing this year, I mean, he could supplant a lot of players going forward. You know, like it, it's not the it's not like it's the end for him. He, he still has time. No, and I don't think he's ever missed a game in his career. I think you're right. If he has, I don't remember it. I don't. Yeah. What game are we talking bring about? The, <laughs> bring this back to the Dolphins and Forty. <laughs> Uh, the the Dolphins actually held the, the the Seahawks at bay for a lot of the game. They held Tyler Lockett to only a couple catches in in late in the fourth quarter. Um, I mean, Chris Carson uh, a little knocked out for a little bit, but the Dolphins' defense not as bad. The 49ers' offense with Nick Mullins or even C.J. Beathard. With a full week of preparing. Or Garoppolo, maybe. Or Garoppolo, maybe. I mean, not the biggest fan Garoppolo. Good handoffs, not a great passer. Um, so much better than those other guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Brendan Ayuk looks awesome. Fast fast as shit and just jumps over guys and levitates in midair. And that was so rid- that was so down. that was so ridiculous. So that's ridiculous. how you do a leap. Yeah. Yeah. Honor leap, they like to call it. <laughs> that was a fucking throwback right there. Um, I mean, we got George Kittle, we got Ayuk as def like as a flex player. I would say level. Anyone else on the 49ers? Well, the big qu- if, if, the, if Jimmy Garoppolo does not play. Well, the big question is: Is Mostert gonna play? He's questionable at this point. Uh, McKinnon looks like he's a touchdown fucking machine. Uh, had a touchdown. He has a touchdown in every game. He has a touchdown in every game so far. Um, I think even if Mostert comes back, McKinnon's still going to find work because of how um, how efficient he has been. Um, so I'm definitely playing McKinnon. I 
if Mostert plays, I'm probably playing Mostert as well just because of how dynamic he is. So I do like Mostert and I do like McKinnon. And that's, I mean, look, a lot of play, like a lot of teams are hurt for running back. So at this sure. point, you, you are trying to find something, some value somewhere. And both those players, I think, are going to have value this week on the 49ers side. So between them and Kittle and Ayuk, those are probably the four players I would be inclined to play for the 49ers this week. Because Ayuk looks crazy, too. He's not getting a lot of targets, but I think Garoppolo helps if he plays. I think it'll help Ayuk. Um, but he just looks crazy. He really does. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the best um, coordinators to put a super athlete with. Like, we were... Were we talking about the Tyreek Hill thing, or was I talking about with Pete? Where it's just like, he's on the he's with the perfect offensive coordinator. If you put him on another team, Tyreek Hill probably isn't the same fantasy guy. No, it's uh, exciting, but yeah. Because, yeah, but because he's with the, a great um, imaginative coordinator... He is, and I think that's where Ayuk is too. He's just what he he's on a good. He's with a good coordinator to make him a good fantasy player. Yeah, agreed, one hundred percent. And on Seattle, like you said, um, pretty much we know Lockett, Metcalf. We we're not talking about Seattle. It was Dolphins at forty nine. Oh, it was Dolphins. You guys, you guys just went onto a freaking. I'm so. I'm sorry. Tangent for some reason. <laughs> Look, we love him. I'm sorry. Ten minutes. We yeah. talk about it every week. Ten minutes, no matter what. <laughs> All right. Uh, before we get to uh, our weekly segment, we had a Twitter trade question uh, that was DM to us by Sweet T. The he's at Trill O G T E. Uh, would you trade Joe Mixon for Jonathan Taylor? Who? Um, yes. All right. I think I, I thought about this, and I think I would. And I like Joe Mixon, so don't get me wrong. I I like Mixon, but the schedule he has upcoming is brutal. He's a brutal upcoming schedule, and I think the kind of offense that the 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 Colts are running at this point mm-hmm. is perfect for for uh, the heartthrob John Taylor Thomas. So. Ah. I yeah. really think every '90s girl's dream. Exactly, every '90s girl's dream, baby. He's a I, his nickname is Tiger Beat, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> so I would do it. I would go with Jonathan Taylor over Mixon. And look, great game, saved my life, Mixon. But you have a very hard schedule coming up, and mm-hmm. I like what the Colts are doing with the running game. It's all yours. It's all yours. So yeah, and the line and the yeah. line is. Probably the best in the league. The Colts aren't going to have these um, no-meaning fourth quarter. Like, if you watch the game... Okay, again, I like Mixon, too. Um, I don't like his personal life college, but I like it. No, I'm just kidding. i stop saying it. Um, I like Mixon, too, a lot, but his line is terrible. Um, And does Mixon have a higher ceiling? Of course he does, because he's probably the better player Mm -hmm. in this point of his career. Uh, But Taylor had... Taylor had probably what is going to be the worst game of his season because he still averaged over 40 yards, I mean, over four yards a carry, got almost 20 carries. But again, the 
the Colts got in this game where they just didn't use them in the fourth quarter because they were up and they put in backups. And it's weird because they're not even up by that much, but I guess they just want to preserve them, which is smart. Um, but for three quarters, and then once you start getting in these tough close games, he is getting so much of the offense. He's getting so many goal line carries, which is, is has to this point since last week, besides last week, produced touchdowns every single game and some games multiple touchdowns. Like, and I think they'll eventually start getting him involved more in the passing game because he's shown a lot of flashes and he came out of college known for being, um, well, not known for being. He didn't get much opportunity in college with pass catching, but it was always said that he had that ability. So I think they'll play him into that. I, I don't know. I like the every week 15-point floor of Taylor much more than the highs and lows of Mick. And, and the other thing is I think if um, if you were to ask me who's gonna, from this point on who's going to have more touchdowns at the end of this, uh, from this point on to the end of the season, I think it's going to be Taylor. I think you're going to have those extreme lows uh, when the Bengals are just not that good and Mixon doesn't find the end zone. Whereas you're going to have the consistency of the Colts driving down the field, getting to the goal line, giving it to Taylor, and getting that, get you know, punching in that six. That's that's going to be way better and more consistent. So like like you said, higher ceiling for Mixon, but a straight consistency for Taylor the rest of the season, which I would prefer. I would prefer that 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 ten to twenty point game than the thirty and then five point game of Mixon. You know, like that's that's okay. what I like. Okay, and also like Philip Rivers only throws for 150 yards a game, so offense is going to have to come from the run game a lot of times. And Joe Burrow throws it 60 times a game. We still love Philip Rivers in the in this podcast, though. All right, uh, so let's get on to our uh, our segment for this week, and it is time for. Do we? I don't know. All right, we were unclear about this, but time <laughs> to jump ship or time to throw them from our ship? Uh, but players that. Uh, star players or players that were highly touted going into the season uh, that have been underperforming, and do we want to keep them, bench them, or just maybe, completely maybe. just throw them into the deep ocean that's sharp and fast and probably get eaten up? And then I guess is. I guess throwing them, making them walk our plank makes more sense than us jumping off of their plank. Yeah, I guess. unless unless they're so bad that we just like you know what, I'll, I'll just jump off. Okay. <laughs> I'll swim. I'll swim the rest. Of the <laughs> All right. I can't take this anymore. Well, this is the segment. Called, this is the segment called Jump Ship. <laughs> that was really bad. You really need to like. like you know, yeah, you should have done like a pirate. Like, argh, you know, I tried to find something good on YouTube and it was really bad. I actually found a good one, but it was like, it was really annoying and I, I thought it wouldn't have worked out too well. So I, I went with just the, the water splashing. I'm sorry. Um, all right. So the first player, we have, we have 11 players that we'll go through sort of quickly because we are, we are long on this podcast. But for number one, I went through and it's Kenyon Drake. So he was drafted top back end of first round, top end of second round, depending on your drafts. In four games, has not topped 100 yards, only has one touchdown. Chase Edmonds has two touchdowns, uh, and he only has five receptions in four games. That's so, the biggest thing. For me. So how are we feeling about Kenyon Drake? Where are the receptions from? Because that was 
like Brian said earlier, that was just a big part of the of the Cardinals' offense. So if I'm a if I'm a Kenyon Drake owner, what should we be doing at this point? Are we okay? Are we trying to trade? For to get any sort of value from him because we think he's going mm-hmm. to be continue going down, or right. what are we doing? What, what, what's the thing. situation? If you trade for him or trade him away this week, you're gonna get minimal value. What I would do is hold on to him for one more week. They play the Jets this week. If he can't do shit against the Jets, then you can just bench him for the rest of the season, pretty much. He's not going to be a factor. You're not going to be able to trade him at all. If he does shit against the Jets and they and uh, he's catching passes, then you have hope that their offense has turned the corner. Uh, it's a get right game, like they're you know, it's like um, Ohio State playing like Furman or whatever. Like you know, they're just you know they just needed to beat up on some on some lesser guys to get their offense right. Or Use him as trade, baby. Like, listen, he's still good. Their offense is still good. Then you can trade him. Like, you can be like, yo, the other guy would be like, oh, it's against Jets. Like, okay, then you just take someone a little bit lesser. See, my, I gave with the with the with the way you were saying that my choice would be would to be again wait that one game. Hopefully, you got that game I, versus I the Jets. I play him this one game, and then if he doesn't perform, I'm chucking him from the ship. But see. I think if he doesn't perform this week, you have no trade value. You can't exactly. trade him. You can't trade him at all. But what your hope is... That I mean, you're you, banking on the Jets sucking. You're hoping, so just, you're hoping just, that he plays well this week, and you play him, because you should play him this week versus the Jets. Then you, you leverage that game and those points to someone else. That, that way you're trying to get any value from Drake is, is post, also, post also, this so game. maximum value, you hope Chase Edmonds has a shit game. That I was just going to say, the worst case scenario is Edmonds gets more involved, looks yeah. a little better, and then, okay, so right now he hasn't had, he has not been good. Um, I mean, it's not like Edmonds has been great either, so whatever, neither has been good. The running game hasn't been good. But right now you still have the mystique of a late first round player. So that carries some weight. Some people look at it as like, look, he hasn't been good, but, you know, if I could trick this guy who drafted him real early into giving him to me because he has a mystique, they might, there, you might have, you, you might as well cast a net out there this week before the Jets game for some owners who are thinking exactly like we are, like, oh, maybe he'll blow up in the Jets game. True, true, and true. see if that first round pick still holds any mystique, and maybe you all, you are fine with a wide receiver to do for him. Like, uh, I would Robbie offer, Anderson. What if I offered Fuller for him? Would you be like, well, you know, if he's bad this week, I won't be getting Fuller for him, but probably take Fuller at this point. Depending on my situation, I'm definitely taking Fuller. Fuller's Fuller besides that one Puse game has gotten 15 points a game. So, I really think you have two options here. Your two options is as like Brian said, you try and trade him now prior to Jets game. With the hopes that people see that he's playing the Jets and being like, oh, this is a game where he's going to get right and he's a first round, first early second round pick and this is where he, you know, he shows it. Or you hold on to him, have him show off what he could do versus the Jets and then hopefully has that game where he looks like, you know, the player he should be and then trade him at his high point. I think those are the only two options, right? I kind of like my option more. <laughs> I, I, uh, 
Not because it's my option, but because going into the season, when we were talking about Kenyon Drake, we kind of gave the foreboding saying, look, it's still just Kenyon Drake. He doesn't have a good history. Like, he's he has a four-game, five-game hot streak on the Cardinals. So, like, are you really going to spend a top-round pick on a guy who has one little hot streak? So, I'm not, like, overly confident that Kenny Drake is going to bounce back into something. Uh, So, if you find somebody that might be confident in him, I think it's worth at least putting the feelers out. If you don't get what you like, then hold on to him. So, you're right. If you're putting the feelers out, though, make sure you, you, you you let these people know that they're playing the Jets this week, and the Jets just allowed Melvin Gordon to go for a ridiculous amount of yards and two touchdowns. So that that would be what my my push would be. Look what they just let Melvin Gordon do, and see if you could pull back someone for like a, like you said a wide receiver or two or something like that. That's probably your best bet. So I think right. we're I think we're jumping ship on Kenyon Drake at this point, right? It seems it. All right. I'm like I'm, I might throw him a life raft though. Maybe that that's All John's. Right. All right. Next question. <laughs> All right. How about this? <laughs> DJ Moore has only topped 100 receiving yards in one of four games, has zero touchdowns on the season. Robbie Anderson, who only has two more targets than Moore, but still has 10 more receptions and almost 100 more receiving yards. So what are we feeling about DJ Moore, who was drafted in the second or third round? How do I'm we feel? keeping him on the boat. I'm keeping him on the boat. I mean, I'm I'm kind of scared that Bridgewater likes Anderson more, but like you said, the targets have been kind of there. Uh, he hasn't found pay dirt. He still does have that 100-yard game. Uh, Bridgewater, you know, is looking a little better every week. I'm keeping him on the boat. I think there's more things to come, and I'm targeting him for a trade. Um, if I can prime away for some late round draft pick that's looked really good. All right, so this is a guy instead of trying to get rid of, we're trying to pull into. Yeah. Our, 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 so we're throwing the life raft. Yeah, yeah. I'm sending. I'm, I'm like sending out a search party for my boat. All right, for this guy. All right, so this is the opposite. This is the opposite. We're trying to pull yeah. DJ Moore back into the boat. All right, interesting. Yeah. Also, I feel like Teddy's still somehow he's very underrated, and what the the Col- the Panthers are doing. Right now, with that team, with that roster, two and two, pretty impressive. I think they're getting better. I think they're getting better as the games go on. So it's very possible. All right, that was a quick, right, that was a much quicker one. All right, next one, John. This is going to take this is right right to your heart, John. Uh, T. T. Y. Hilton. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had. I, you know, so, I think I'm tossing. I'm so for so for his season, he had the game that that he had the game that that uh, Kittle had last week. Uh, yeah, 13 for 162 and zero touchdowns. That's his season. That's what Kittle had and, last week, right? And not for a lack of being the number one. So, and he's the number one wide receiver on that team. And I literally just wrote, something is wrong here. Like, I didn't know what else to put, but something is wrong here. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm tossing it. That offense is just slow. Uh, Philip Rivers throws for 150 yards. That's not what T.Y. does best. So, Philip Rivers loves to throw to tight ends that used to play college basketball. So here's the deal. I'm not <laughs> I'm not obviously not dropping him because he's T C Y Hilton. He has talent. I'm not dropping him. But he's sitting on the bench for now until the foreseeable future. He's and in timeout. He's in the break. He is. What else are you gonna do with him? Because no one's no one's buying him. 
But no. at this point, T.Y. Hilton, he's he's not. I guess he's not jumping ship. Like we're not jumping ship on him. He's just he's going. Like you said, John, he's going in the brig. Like that. That's where he needs to stay for a while. Yeah. What else are you gonna do with him? You're not gonna trade him because you're not gonna get anything for him. You're getting nothing for him. Um, it's that. It's that really rare and shitty time where you keep trying to trust somebody because you're like he's gonna be the number one target guy. There's nobody else on the offense. It's a pretty good team. Why isn't this working? It's one of those why isn't this working okay, situations yep. I don't understand. But it happens from time to time. Um, it, I mean, it's kind of happening with AJ Green this year. Uh, you just some people just you know break down, yeah. and they've had too many injuries in their career. They've lost a step, and even when the volume is there, uh, it's just they're they're kind of done as players. All right, so T.Y. Hilton. He is going in the brig. Don't try and trade him, but he's benched until further notice. Next up. He'll be swabbing your bench. <laughs> All right, yeah, next, up, next up is, a, is, a, is an interesting one. I threw him in here. Um, Deshaun Watson. Keep him. In, in, in four games, he has only hit the 300-yard passing mark once, and it was literally 300 yards, and this was just, just past week. He has thrown six touchdowns to three interceptions, and he has only fifty-eight total yards with his legs. And that, and he had one lone touchdown, and that came in back in week one with his with, with uh, rushing. So, okay. what are we thinking have, about Deshaun I have, Watson? I have one one name for you, Bill O'Brien. He's gone. He's gone. Well, that's what I was. That's what I was thinking. So. I'm, I'm I'm keeping Deshaun like. He's still one of the more, most talented quarter, all-around quarterbacks in the league. Uh, and even without Hopkins, he's made Fuller a 15-point-per-game guy now. And even, like, I mean, I know Randall Cobb threw up uh, donuts uh, this past weekend, but Randall Cobb's been decent for most of the time, and Kenny Stills has been has caught a few passes. Right. So I'm, I'm, still, I'm, still, I'm still liking Deshaun right. Watson. So, I'm gonna... uh, I mean, I have a few names for you. Okay. It, it's the Chiefs, it's the Ravens, mm. it's the Steelers. Preach. Preach. I mean, like, can this guy catch a break in the early part of the year? I, I think he just ran into a really hard schedule. I mean, not so much the Vikings, but, you know, that's one out of four. Uh, let him get let him get a little softer of a schedule. All right, good. No, I, I'm just I'm just throwing names out there. I'm not against Deshaun Watson. I like him. And but I'm, I'm saving I'm saving the chair for him next to mine on the on the deck. All right. Well, to, to piggyback off that one, I'm going to go with Brandon Cooks. Um, obviously, Will Fuller has, is obviously the guy in Houston. Uh, Cooks. I mean, Brandon Cooks was never on my ship, so. I mean, can <laughs> no. you throw a guy that was never on your ship no. off? But but he was a guy who was drafted. Um, he was, but he was coming. He was coming into the season thinking that maybe he could make a splash as the number one with with uh, Hopkins gone, and obviously it's gone to Fuller, not Cooks. He only has ten receptions in four games, and he had zero last week with three targets, and he also has no touchdowns. Do we think Brandon Cooks is going to get it right, or do we think that he is just he's gone? Is 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 Brandon Cooks cooked? Like I already threw him off my ship. I mean, he's look, he's still young. He's talented. He's in a new situation. Oftentimes, wide receivers going into a new situation have a hard time. It's 
I mean, Hopkins is one of the rare cases. But he should be he should be used to it. Brandon Cooks is always in a new situation every That's year. True. That's true. <laughs> um, and there's always a chance that Fuller gets hurt, that Cobb gets hurt. Like there's those there's three wide receivers on that team, and they all kind of cycle with getting hurt. So I I'm not saying that he's not a useful player, but this is also coming from somebody who already threw him off my ship. I traded him last week. <laughs> really? You actually traded him? I traded him and Hines for Slayton. I really wanted a uh, wide receiver four. I know it's not like trading a lot of people. Um, I know Hines is a useful piece. Uh, so, I mean, I might have been able to do more with Hines, but I think the Giants have also had a hard schedule. I don't think their offense is good at all. I'm not, like, delirious about that. But Slayton is their number one. Yep. Um, he gets a lot of targets. And... He uh, again. He gets a lot of targets. He leads a re- he leads the team in receiving every single week, which is usually around sixty yards. So it's not good. Yeah. But that's still a good signifier that he leads the team. And every, when they yeah. have easy when they have easy games like this Cowboy game, I'll be able to play him confidently as a wide receiver three. So that's kind of why I targeted him. Um, so I, I flipped Cooks for that. That's a good move. Um, yeah, at this point, you probably can't move Cooks. Um, so he is either droppable or just sitting on the bench at this point. So that is time to, uh, as we say, jump ship. It's just static. It just sounds like static. I know. Yeah. It, really, it really does sound terrible. It sounded better when it was on YouTube on my computer. And then when I, when I transferred it to the phone, it sounded like static. Um, all right, this one is near and dear to my heart because I was really excited for him this season, and it hasn't worked out thus far. But uh, what do we feel about Michael Gallup? Uh, besides the monster oh, game versus no. monster game versus Seattle, um, he has only had a total of ten receptions for around 125 receiving yards in the other three games. He's sitting basically at the number five uh, person in uh, uh, in terms of targets for the team. Behind Cooper, Lamb, Elliott, and Schultz. So, what are we doing with Michael Gallup at this point? <sighs> a guy who looks so he, he good. Was boy, he was my boy last year. Yeah, I, I targeted him in two or three leagues last year. Or, I targeted him everything. I got him in two or three leagues last year. So, I, mean, I think you're hoping his name still has value. And you're trading. You're doing everything you can to trade him. And yeah. hoping his name still has value. Like, if I get a John Brown who produces much more but doesn't have the same valuable name, or even your boy Cole Beasley, or if I can get, if I have somebody who just doesn't have the name, you're hoping Michael Gallup's name yeah. is Because at this point, I mean, there were times where I'm watching him in a, in, I'm watching the, uh, the Cowboys in a very uh, important situation, and it's Cooper Lamb and fucking Cedric Wilson on the field. Yeah, Cedric Wilson. Like, why, why is Cedric Wilson on the field and not Michael Gallup? Like, does Mike McCarthy hate Michael Gallup? Because last year, that was not the case. It seemed like Jason Garrett liked Michael Gallup. But I, I honestly think Gallup is on borrowed time now in the Dallas Cowboy offense. And next year, he might not even be a Dallas Cowboy. I think it's going to be Cooper who got the big contract, Lamb who was just a rookie who's now going to look like he's moving forward, and Gallup is the odd man out. Because if I'm Michael Gallup, I don't want to be on a team where I'm being benched in important situations for a guy, Cedric hey, Wilson, who didn't, who, who did not play the first two games of the season. So that's that that that's just how I that's how I'm seeing it. 
as good as that offense is, you don't want to be a fifth option. So yeah, ridiculous. Sorry, so, but at this point, Michael Gallup. If if you if you guys have him, try and get like John Brown or someone for him, or even like I said, a Cole Beasley number Cole three. Cole Beasley is great, great target. So, so there you go. So there it is. And here's some more static. Some delayed static. Um, all right. No, next yeah. up is. Uh, Can we just all right? Just do a couple more. All right, I do it. Uh, David Montgomery. Uh, no rushing. Good. Good. He's on the list. No tu- no rushing touchdowns through four games, averaging fifty four point five yards in those four games. What are we doing with David Montgomery? We trying to trade him, or are we just let him bet, ride the bench? You think you think is he is he even tradable at this point? Uh, I, a, a running back, a lead running back on a team is always tradable, just because of how many teams probably need a body. So he's tradable. Trade him. Don't don't yeah. play him though. Don't play him. I wouldn't play him. Okay. I wouldn't ever put him in a starting lineup. So there you go. So not playable. But tradable at this point. Actually, to be honest, maybe trade like David Montgomery, and if you have Michael Gallup, do double them up for DJ Moore. Try to do something like that. <laughs> oh, I think you get DJ. Moore. Oh yeah, pull that DJ Moore. Pull that DJ Moore. Sure. All right. Next up, we have a double. This is a, this is a double uh, okay. pair. It's J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram. J.K. Dobbins mm-hmm. two touchdowns in Week One, but since then has been a ghost on the offense. Seventy rushing yards in the last three games, and only. Eight rushing attempts. Mark Ingram has two rushing touchdowns, but only 34 total carries through four games for 148 yards, and in four games has three total receptions. What are we doing with Ingram, Dobbins, and that Ravens running back committee? Are they just garbage? I'm throwing the lifeboat out to Dobbins and hoping I could get him for something very cheap. And let me see what happens at the end of the near the middle to end of the season. I mean, I still uh, Ingram sure is always going to be a good running back, but like I think eventually they're they're gonna give Dobbins more more play. And if they don't, they don't. But you could get him so cheap, so why not try? So you're taking more of a chance on Dobbins than you are taking a chance on Ingram, because Ingram, you think, is sort of fading out. Yeah, Dobbins is one coming in, so you're hoping that there's more opportunity for him. I also think it'll be harder to get Ingram. My thing is, you you might have to actually trade a player for Ingram. You might be able to get Dobbins for less. For much less. Okay, yeah. John, anything? Um, yeah. Uh... I mean, there's just that it's so crowded. Gus Edwards is also getting a shit ton of catch uh, carries, so that whole situation is just real shit. All right, so I think I think the main thing is try and try and go for Dobbins. If yeah, you have him, back, you you want to try and go for it because they could become the most valuable player in your team. But at this point, I th- but I, th- I think at this point, either of them are really not that playable. Correct? Uh, no. It's very tough. They're, they're, they're basically Jordan Howard at this point. They're touchdown dependent, so uh, really no good. All right. Yeah, that's tough. It's tough to bench Ingram as the lead back on a very good team. But no. but two yeah, touchdowns. But you're not you're not com- you're not confident playing. It's it, very bad. All right, two more players. Uh, one Evan Ingram. He's had ah, he is on my list. So here it is. So yes, he had Drop. ten. He had ten targets and six receptions this past week, but that was for thirty-five fucking yards. I think I think he's just dropped. he has one hundred and thirty-one yards in the season and has yet to find the end zone. So he's you droppable. Drop him. All right. You drop him. Yeah, you you've already dropped him. Hopefully. All right. So if you haven't dropped him, he can't he can't catch. He the ball hits his hands and it falls. So he can't catch. It. there he it is. Catch. 
<laughs> Splash in the water. Yep. Or the static. Static shot. There it is. Uh, last player I have is AJ Green. We mentioned him wow. briefly, and so in four games, he's gone 14 for 119 with no touchdowns. It's really upsetting. I, uh, Boyd I is obviously I, the guy. I'd say bench him. Don't play him for a couple weeks. Maybe he's still getting into game shape after not playing for so long. Yeah, and hopefully you targeted T. Higgins so you could just hedge your bet and see who's the better player from there on. Yeah, and in a couple weeks you could drop one of them. I think at the I think at this point no one's trading for him, but you hope that maybe AJ Green gets right at some point halfway through the season. And yeah, just leave him on your bench. And you know he's a talented wide receiver. Um, he is droppable, though. but you he is droppable, but. And, I wouldn't. But I, exactly. I wouldn't. I just, I know, I have a, I, I just have the hope, because he's such a good player, that he gets it right halfway through, maybe he comes back, but no one's trading for him. So the, at, at best, you're benching him. And, and I sadly would rather have T. Higgins. Right. At this point. So. All right. So that's over. So, John, what's up next? I have to drop can I just say two droppable players? Quick, or go for two it. players do you want to... Marvin Jones and Jarvis Landry? Those are another two big names. Marvin Jones, definitely droppable. Jarvis Landry, ugh. I'd still, I, I'd still, still, I'd still hold Landry. on to Jarvis. More okay. than Marvin. That's but. it. That's all I want to know. Quick. Uh, quick. All right. Well, now it's time for our only recurring and our favorite segment of the week. It's the Boys of the Week. I'll say, at least put that up to the microphone. We're gonna need that drop back, man. I'm always. Yeah, we're gonna need the drop. I know. Well, it was easier when John had it plugged into the actual fucking device well, when he was sitting here. Why can't you plug it into your phone? Because you're you suck. I don't know. You had it's literally just my phone. Just put the right, whatever. All right. Uh, last week I think Brian won because he had uh, T Higgins, but he also had Alan Lazard and Jordan Atkins. I had I think, two players that got injured, and I won. Well, you had T Higgins. Yeah, Lazard didn't play. Atkins played for a little bit. Anthony had uh, Hawkinson, eh, Andy Isabella, and Adam Humphreys. Hawkinson scored a touchdown, I think. Okay. Uh, Isabella. I mean, I Landry, Emmanuel Sanders, and Brandon Cooks. So I think so, I, oh, yeah. I think I came in second with a touchdown at least. What? Jarvis Landry threw a touchdown. Emmanuel Sanders had like 90 yards. Oh. Wow. Our boys. This should be our boys to avoid. Yeah. Boys, yeah, probably. All right, well, I'll take last place because i got to go to the bathroom. So you guys do your boys yeah. first, ah. and I'm going to go take a John, point. what do you want? Do you want to do first, or you want me to be first place? Uh, well, you, want, you got first place the last time. This way we'd be tied, so I'll, I'll take first place. Okay, you can have it. All right. My first boy of the week, I'm, I'm going um, I'm going to do a little uh, audible, Omaha, Omaha, and I'm going to, because you mentioned him before, I'm going Darius Slayton at Dallas 4800. Oh. Uh, that Dallas defense is just dog shit, and Darius Lynn is going to be able to get behind uh, their also very dog shit safeties. So I I think it's a good pick. I think Darius Lynn keeps them alive. He'll go like four for like a hundred with a touchdown. You know what? Actually, I'm going to save that one because I don't want my other boy to get taken. I'm going to go Brandon Ayuk against the Dolphins. Um, showed it really showed his stuff. Last week, um, show him your stuff. I 
just jumping over folks. And, you know, I like his potential to Dolphins this game. Um, especially, I kind of like him more that the 49ers are getting all, all their offensive players back because it opens up more space for him, especially with Kittle in the middle. So I like I to have maybe three catches, but another couple of rushes, just to have touches and find the end zone. He is, yeah, he's, he's going to be a Swiss Army knife for King, or Shanahan and just play all over the place, which is what you want an offensive gene, offensive guy like Shanahan to have. Anthony, are you back? Oh, wait, he is back. All right, Anthony, I picked Darius Slayton, Brent, Brian picked Brandon A. Yo, that was an incredibly long pee for some reason. Yeah. Um, all right, I'm going to go with the other Giants receiver. I'm going to go with Golden Tate, who has 18 receptions oh, in three games. I was going to go Golden Tate. And he also, you know, obviously, look, this is where it is. He's playing against the Cowboys. This is where he has to come alive. I'm going 7 for 60 in a touchdown. And as John always mentioned, I always forget to mention, he's only $4,600 on DraftKings. So, not too bad. Well, Darius Lane's only 4800 He's a better player. Um Right, I didn't set. think anybody would go Tate, so I was holding on. <laughs> my second boy of the week, is, in my theme of uh, stealing other uh, U2's guys uh, mentioned players, I'm going Cole Beasley at Tennessee, 4700 Now you go he's Cole saying, Beasley. Yeah, I see how it is. After I pick him two weeks ago, go for it. Uh, he's getting he's getting like eight catches for like 75 yards. Might find the end zone just blown in by a, a Josh Allen throw. So, Cole Beasley. The man. All right. I am going to go Chedmans, Chase Edmonds. We're going to take all that Drake conversation, and we're just going to put his back up in the boys of the league. <laughs> um, I like Chase Edmonds to find the end zone through the air and on the ground. All right. I'm going to go with another wide receiver named Randall Cobb. It's been an up and down season, but Bill Bro Brian is gone so this offense is gonna open it up with bilbo brian is gone uh i like Cobb this week they get the jaguars jaguars defense is pretty fucking terrible they're owing for the texans and they're just gonna open up that offense and i think Cobb has a good opportunity for increased looks a potential touchdown i'm going five for 70 and i'm hoping for a touchdown he's also 4600 on dk okay uh let's see do I go crazy long shot or no? All right, I'm not gonna go crazy long shot. Uh, I'm gonna go Laviska Chenault at Ooh. Houston, only 4,500. I like it. Uh, when Brian picked Brandon Ayuk and he gets catches and pa- uh, carries and catches in the 49ers offense, Chenault does the same thing for the Jaguars. Surprisingly good offense. I mean, they are behind a lot, so they always have to throw. Uh, but yeah, Lewis he'll get uh, four carries for 27 yards and six catches for 71 yards and <laughs> one touchdown. I like it. I love Chanel. All right, I'm going to go deep into the bag of tricks. A guy who was, you know, a fantasy riser two years ago, um, drafted a little high last year, and then nobody drafted him this year. Curtis Samuel against the Falcons. Let's dust him off. Let's I almost him picked him. Nice. I almost let's bring him back him. into the fantasy game. Wow. Okay. Let's let's bring Curtis Samuel. I'm not even going to guess his stat line, but whatever. It's the Falcons. <laughs> Curtis Samuel. 
All right, my last pick is I'm glad no one picked any of my three players. Uh, I'm going to go with Mecole Hardman from the Kansas City Chiefs. Doesn't get a lot of chances, but he tends to make the most of what he does get. And he's on an extremely stacked offense, so it sort of sucks. He's in that like number four, number five spot of getting targets from Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he had a touchdown in his last two games, and I see that trend continuing versus the Raiders, who continue to slide after their 2-0 start, and now we're a 2-2. He is only 4,400 on DraftKings, so I like Miko Hardman to put up a touchdown this week versus the Raiders. You're kind of stealing John's thing. Or are we all going to do it now? Uh, well, no, we used to do it, and then I forgot, and I stopped doing it, and then John did it, and now this week John didn't do it, and I'm the only one doing it. So now First I'm off, I, I 100% said it all three times. I don't remember you saying it. I don't pay attention to what you say. So Whoa. With, well, <laughs> so with that, um, you can find us at fantasy underscore lens on Twitter. That is where you ask all your fantasy football questions for us. And as you notice, we will read those on our podcast if they come in in the right time and we will answer them for you. Um, we are also at fantasy lens podcast at Gmail where you could email us your uh, fantasy questions there. Um, you can find our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Amazon, uh, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you can find a podcast we're there so rate subscribe download you know just listen to fantasy lens because you want your fantasy football news and we're going to give it to you so like john said i have to wrap it up so we are fantasy lens and we'll see you next week way too long just wrap it up just just say bye